Steady as She Rose, a podcast about creating authentic online business empires using feminine flow. We're ditching the demanding hustle and replacing it with integrity-infused, juicy, feminine energy that effortlessly attracts our dreamiest clients. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so stoked that you are here with me today because I wanted to chat with you. So I already told you part of my story, quote unquote, but I wanted to give you a little bit more context and kind of like fill in the gaps because it does really help paint the picture of where I was and what my desire was that led me to where I am today. So I already shared with you that I took like three semesters of community college and then I made the decision that I needed to take a bit of a break. And so at the time I told my dad, you know, I said, hey, like I I think I need a little bit of time off. Um, and in my head, of course, I was not planning to go back, but I presented it to him as though I always had planned to go back um, because otherwise I don't think he ever would have let me, you know, take that break for myself Um, anyways. And so he said yes. (laughs) Um, And so I took a break, quote unquote, and just started working full time. I worked primarily in restaurants. I had like an office job or two here and there. Um, And then otherwise, I just worked like part-time restaurant jobs, usually multiple at once. And what I realized over the next few years was that I loved working in restaurants. It was just a combination of, you know, the atmosphere and the thrill and the excitement and just, it was just a fun time. And the group of people that I met and got to know that I worked with were just amazing. And so... I had a pretty sweet thing going and I decided that I wanted to just kind of see how far I could go basically. So I decided to work my way up like consciously. I eventually went from being a host to a server, to a floor manager, to an assistant general manager, to a general manager of a different location. So I really did work my way up like from A to Z and I kept telling myself as I was going through this process, I kept telling myself that the ultimate goal for me was like time, freedom, and flexibility. And you don't really have that if you're working in one of the lower level positions like hosting, serving, et cetera, because you have to be present out there on the floor. And so I kept telling myself like if I just push harder, push harder, push harder, then eventually I'll get to be a general manager and then I'll have all this time, freedom, and flexibility. And then one day I got there and I looked around and I was like, oh, this is not what I anticipated. Like I actually have less time freedom and less flexibility now than I ever have before. And so seeing that and being in that experience, I very quickly pivoted. And I was like, you know, I don't think this is going to be for me in the long run. And so I didn't really see any point in staying in that situation any longer because I didn't see myself in it long term. So left that life, left that role. And then I started to explore things outside of restaurants. Now, if you've built a career 
in restaurants. Like that was solely really where I had my work experience was in restaurants and then a little bit of like administrative office work. It's difficult to then transition into like a corporate environment because I viewed myself as like, I came from, you know, I started at the bottom and I worked my way all the way up to what the top of that restaurant structure was. And I felt like it would be a downgrade to get into an entry level corporate job. But at the time I kind of weighed my pros and cons and I was like, you know, if I want to get into the corporate space, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to start. So I did. So I took an entry-level starting position at a corporate job, and it was definitely less stressful overall, which I appreciated, but there was definitely a bit more red tape, I suppose you could say. And so Anyway, so I continued in that job um, for a while and I continued in like corporate world for a while. And, you know, I tried things out here and there. At one point I switched jobs and then I switched back the whole time still searching for that time freedom, time flexibility that I was desiring and that I wasn't finding anywhere. And Again, I kept telling myself the same thing. If you just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep climbing that ladder, then eventually you'll get to the point where you're in a high up enough position to where you'll be able to create your own schedule. You'll be able to have that flexibility that you're desiring. And that's what I kept telling myself. And I think what a lot of people tell themselves as well and it just wasn't happening. I was definitely climbing the ladder. Like I, you know, started at an entry in an entry level role and then very quickly after that they kind of realized like okay, this girl can do more than that. So they gave me more and more and more responsibility. I changed positions a couple different times, you know, just going higher and higher and higher. But again, just like in my restaurant experience, the higher position I would be slotted into, it felt like the less time freedom and the less flexibility I would have. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, okay, something feels backwards here. Like, I I feel like I keep chasing after something that doesn't really exist. And so I started to realize that the only people who really have, like, time freedom and time flexibility like that are, like, the CEOs the owners, etc. Those extremely high up execs who have essentially like they've created the business. They are focused more on the bigger picture of the company. And so they're just able to kind of do what they want, make their own schedule, etc. And so again, I was at that point where I was looking at the job that I was currently doing and the path that I was currently on. And I was thinking, yeah, no, like this is not going to do what I want. This is not going to accomplish the goal that I'm setting out to accomplish, which was time freedom and time flexibility, essentially being able to just create my own schedule and, you know, essentially work less, but make the same amount of money, if not more. That was my goal. So then I started researching. Okay. So as I was still working my nine to five, I was actually working two nine to fives remotely from home. Um, I started researching 
um, you know, different ways that I could create my own side hustle. So not reporting to anybody else, but create my own side hustle. And, you know, I read about a couple different things, like affiliate marketing was one of them. It didn't really resonate with me. Um, you know, multi-level marketing companies was another one. Again, didn't really resonate with me. So what did I do? I decided that if I really truly wanted that time freedom, that time independence, and that schedule flexibility, I basically just needed to create something that would do that for me. So that's when I started getting into business coaching. And then I realized that one-on-one coaching, it's good, it's great. However, I realized that the key would really be to scale it, to include digital products and courses so that I could reach a larger audience and that it it wouldn't take up, you know, 24 hours of my day, basically. Because again, my goal was to work less, but help more people. And that's where digital products can be so incredibly helpful because you create your product one time. Like for example, say you take um, all of your different elements that you use in your one-on-one coaching and you wrap them up into a nice, beautiful, interactive course that people can go through. And you post it for you know, maybe like a half or two-thirds of the price of your one-on-one coaching. So you're saying, okay, you're not getting me live, you're not getting me one-on-one, but you're getting everything that I include in my coaching container and you're getting it in a self-paced course that you can do on your own time, whether it's, you know, late at night before you go to bed, whether it's on your lunch break, whether it's after work, on the weekends, et cetera, it's your schedule. And that's the benefit that you give to people is, you know, you're not getting my one-on-one time, however... I have this beautiful course that includes everything that I include in my coaching container. So it's like you're getting me and it's like you're getting my input, my advice, my business strategy, but you can do it completely on your own time. And then because you do that one time, you create that course one time, okay? And you make it super robust and you make sure that people have everything that they need, all the tools that they need in order to, you know, launch their own businesses or further their own businesses, whatever your goal is. Then you create it the one time and you sell it over and over and over and over and over again. But do you see how that time invested for creating it that one time, then it repays you times 10. Because if you're spending and investing your time and energy to create something amazing one time, that's a digital product, then after you launch it, then there's very, very minimal production involved after that. Then it's all about marketing. Okay, and maintaining if you choose to do so. So I know some people, they launch their digital courses and then, you know, a couple months later, they make some tweaks or, you know, maybe six months later, they kind of do a revamp, et cetera, et cetera. I've also seen a lot of business coaches um, do like a combination of one-on-one coaching and coursework. So like, for example, if someone wants to invest in one-on-one coaching with them, then they say, yes, absolutely. I'm 
definitely open to that. I only have X number of spots available, um, you know, every three months or every six months or something like that. And if you invest in one-on-one coaching with me, then you also get access to my online course. And so it'll kind of like deepen your knowledge. So once I started learning more and more about digital products and how they could really kind of like hack the system essentially in I could create something once, but then I can continue to serve people with that product over and over and over again. And then all I had to do was talk about it on social media and on my podcast on a regular basis. Then for me, that was like a no brainer. That was like, okay, perfect. And then that's where it shifts from someone paying you for a physical product that you're creating versus someone paying you for a skill set that you have that they need. So that's why I advocate day in and day out for women to create their own digital products. Because what a lot of people don't understand is that you create the product once and then you sell it over and over and over again instead of, you know, like if you're in the jewelry making business, for example, which is incredible. Some people make amazing, beautiful jewelry and I want them to keep doing that because I love to buy stuff like that, you know, cute, one-off, unique things. But what happens in that case is that the amount of effort that you're putting in directly correlates with what you're getting out, what money you're making out of it. So it's a completely production-based business. Digital products is not like that. You still need to put in effort on a regular basis with marketing, but once you have created that one digital product or your offer suite or whatnot, then you can focus on your audience. You can focus on what type of clients are you wanting to bring to these digital products because you have someone in mind. When you're creating your products, you have a specific person in mind that you're thinking is going to buy this product. And I will say a lot of times, your ideal client is actually a past version of yourself. So think about that. And that's that's how it was for me. So it was very easy for me to identify my ideal client and their pain points and their desires because I was that person. And so it was very easy for me. I didn't have to do very much market research because it was easy for me because that was me. I knew exactly what my pain points were and I knew exactly where I wanted to be in life. And then I created a product telling my former self exactly how to make that happen. Another thing about me, and I'm sure it this is going to resonate with a lot of you women out there. So as a child, I was very strong-willed. I'm still very strong-willed, but As a child, everyone thinks it's adorable. Everyone's like, oh, how adorable. She wants to do it herself. I think that my mom said that that was one of my first words was self, (laughs) which is hilarious. And that just pretty much like totally demonstrates like who I am as a person. I want to do things myself on my own time in my own way. And that's how I live my life. And of course, it's cute when I'm little. Okay, then I start to get older. I start to get into middle school and high school and beyond. And then people don't think it's so cute anymore (laughs) for whatever reason. People think it's being difficult. People don't understand why you just can't conform. And I don't know what else to say except 
don't. That is my strongest word of encouragement to you is if you are strong-willed like that and you know in your soul that your way of doing things is going to produce the best result for you and your life, don't let that go. Do not. Because too many women do end up conforming, whether it's to an employer, whether it's to a partner, and they end up losing that bit of themselves because they just so badly need to want to people please. And that's when they start to lose their intuition. They start to lose their, you know, their knowing basically, because they, you know, you know what's good for you in your life and what's not. But if you start to set that on the back burner and say, you know, I have this gut feeling that I shouldn't be doing this, but you know, like in the situation that I'm in right now, like my partner's saying that it's what's best. And so I'm just going to keep doing it. Don't do that. Just don't. Okay. And I am not a therapist (laughs) in any form, but if, if a partner, if a boss is forcing you to set your intuition aside and pursue something that doesn't feel good for you, then maybe it's time to take a look and reevaluate. That's all I'm saying. Because we need more women that are willing to keep that stubbornness in themselves, that are willing to keep that strong willedness that they've had since they were little and, you know, and just own it. Because then what that becomes is I'm so stubborn and I'm so strong willed that I know that I cannot fail. And then that becomes. I believe in myself no matter what. I believe in my ideas no matter what. And that's what we need more of. 